Hello and welcome to Set Apart with KC. I'm KC, your host. This week we're just going to have a short but maybe not so sweet little checkup to uh, what we've been talking about these last couple weeks and go over what's happening with the military and this uh, vaccine mandate. So every week I uh, come on and I I say to you guys, um, I feel like this week has been a crazy one. And I say that every week. And every week does seem that it gets crazier, but every week can't be crazy, then nothing would be crazy. But yet here we are with another crazy week. Now, I've been giving you updates about the case in New York State um, with the religious exemptions. If you remember, uh, the New York State Department of Health removed religious exemptions from healthcare workers illegally, but they did. They sent out a regulation, an emergency regulation, that told employers that they could no longer accept a religious exemption um, and that they could accept a medical exemption, but that it was greatly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, you know, tightened in as to how, what they could accept. And if medical professionals wrote a medical exemption that they felt did not apply correctly, that they could be taken to a medical board. So when we lost left, last left off, um, workers in New York State had sued under the First Amendment, the, the um, Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, and the 14th Amendment, stating that uh, the, the Department of Health could not do this. They cannot just say, hey, you can't have religious exemptions. That's rel- religious discrimination. So I was very excited to tell you guys that the judge had ordered a TRO, which is a temporary restraining order, against the Department of Health. And he had given them until September 28th. That's when he was going to hear oral arguments. But the state had to have all of their, I don't know, what would you call it, cross arguments, all of their answers to the to the the issues that the judge had pointed out with regards to their order. They had to have all of that in by September 22nd which was just a couple days ago. So the state would be allowed to give oral arguments on September 28th, but in the meantime, he ordered that the Department of Health could not stop um, employers from accepting religious exemptions, and they could not interfere in any way. Interfere in any way. They could not uh, take away licenses, certificates, or in any way try to coerce um, hospitals and healthcare places to deny religious exemptions. Now, that's where we left off. Well, in this last week, we found out that the judge had canceled oral arguments. So those oral arguments I was just speaking about on September 28th, they've been canceled. Now, you heard that right. The judge decided that the state could submit all of their documentation, um, all of their answers to um, the temporary restraining order, And the judge extended the temporary restraining order from, it was um, effective September 28th. Now it's extended until October 12th. Now, so this is kind of important. And and I want you to just hear me on this. This was not, in my opinion, by, uh, was was not without reason. I believe that, as I said from the beginning, uh, this is a blatant, blatant illegal action. The Department of Health, one, is not a legislative body. Uh, It cannot make laws, but it can make regulations. But in order for there to be an emergency regulation, there needs to be a state of emergency. But even on top of that, 
the Department of Health cannot make a regulation that trumps or supersedes um, a, a federal law. And the Civil Rights Act is a federal law. It also cannot trump or supersede the Constitution, like freedom of religion. So to me, when I look at what the judge has done here, I believe that barring some crazy thing or that their answer is phenomenal, I'm not sure how they would justify, you know, going against federal law. I believe that the judge is already planning to make this a permanent injunction. But I guess we will see. We have until October 12th. Now, in the meantime, I have heard that there are some hospitals um, and some healthcare providers that are not firing people, but are instead placing them on leaves of absences. Um, and that's how they're getting around this. I encourage any New York State worker that is having this issue, that is dealing with um, religious exemptions not being accepted or any type of issue in that sense, to contact um, uh, Jim Mermigas, or uh, well, if you could be a part of his lawsuit, or maybe even the court that made this order to see if this is like a, a contempt of court type of thing, um, especially if the Department of Health is involved. So that's, you know, what's help, what's affecting the healthcare workers. I think we know we have all these mandates right now between the teachers and the firefighters and everyone. But did you hear about the mandate for the middle and high school students in New York sports and sports in New York State? They cannot participate in winter sports unless they are vaccinated. There is no weekly testing option. There is nothing. If you are not vaccinated as a student over the age of 12 in New York State, you cannot participate in school sports. And regardless of your vaccination status, you have to wear a mask. The entire sport. What is happening? Why didn't these parents stand up a year ago and pull their kids when the mandated masks were continuing, even though the science had proven that they hadn't worked? Why weren't parents pulling them and refusing to comply? Why are these mandates acceptable to parents? Now, I have a couple of ideas on this. Um, Part of it is they're actually fearful. They're actually fearful that something's going to happen to their child because they don't understand the science. Another part is that they work and they're not sure what they'll do with their child. They don't really have an option uh, otherwise. And this is why it's so important that parents pull together and help one another out. Pull your children and let the school know they are not coming back until the second that they remove these mask mandates and that they stop all of this hystericalness with the six feet and the mandated vaccines. But I'm not sure that's going to happen because all around the world, mandates are forcing people to make decisions that they should not be forced to make. They're forced to make um, choices between, you know, their bodily autonomy and their jobs and their livelihood and, and between free will and coercion. And now, um, I, as I, I read this week in the Daily Caller, you know, it's an opinion piece, but it stated that science is basically dead. Real science, that is. Now, this week we did find out that some hospitals are finally admitting that natural immunity is real. But as I was so excited about this, I went and listened to the doctor speak that has put this policy in place. And he is stating that it's not a matter of a titer test. You don't get to go get tested and to see if you have the antibodies but you have had to have had a positive PCR test. So to anyone who did not go and get tested when they had COVID, they, it won't apply. It won't apply that you have natural immunity because you can't have natural immunity if you didn't get a test to prove you have it, right? 
<sighs> Utterly ridiculous. I promise I'm not going to yell and rant at you like I did last week. Okay, I promise. Um, but I mean, this is what I'm talking about, about science being basically dead. We know that there's people, SARS-CoV-1, um, people who survived SARS-CoV-1 had their antibodies 17 years later. So why are we not taking that into consideration? Why can we not do titers? Why can we not use that? Uh, this week, uh, a couple of days ago, my husband was speaking with a doctor who happens to be a military doctor. And he started to tell my husband that we don't know how long natural immunity lasts. I happened to be in the room when this phone conversation was happening. And let's just say I'm probably not that doctor's favorite person anymore. I was very polite. But he dug in his heels when I told him that we also didn't know how long vaccine immunity lasts. And I should have mentioned to him that clearly not very long because the amount of breakthrough cases are psychotic. And when I brought up the study out of Israel discussing natural immunity versus vaccinated immunity, he stated that it wasn't an adequate study, but then he couldn't explain why. And he went on to tell me about how he didn't want to debate, which is something I hear very often from doctors when they realize that they can't intimidate a person and someone actually calls them out on their crap. Someone actually says, wait a minute, what about this study? What about this study? And so this, I guess I said, this is a military doctor and this gets the heart of, to the heart of what I wanna talk about quickly this week. With this new federal mandate, all active duty military have been commanded to get the vaccine or be involuntary separated from the military. And that may mean a dishonorable discharge. Now, I, I am so utterly disgusted by this. Uh, as a military spouse for the past 16 years, I cannot explain to you the sacrifices that have been made by my husband, by my family, by the many service men and women that I know. It sickens me when I think about it to serve your country and lay down your life and then be discharged like you're a traitor or a murderer just because you don't want to put an experimental pharmaceutical product in your body. Okay, so there are exemptions. There are exemptions to this mandate. There's medical and administrative exemptions. And administrative, one of those is a, is a religious exemption. Now, we discussed with the doctor what a medical exemption is when we were on the phone. And a medical exemption is extremely, extremely narrow. It can basically only be used for temporary, like if a person's about to have surgery or has something temporarily going on or if the person had an anaphylactic reaction to the first vaccine and cannot get the second, or if the person is allergic to a component of the vaccine. Now, so far as I've seen, the only thing they're accepting a um, allergic reaction to is the polysorbate because there's PEG in the vaccine and it's closely related to polysorbate. I would like to know how many people out there have had a polysorbate um, allergy test to see. Um, now, to be fair, polysorbate's in a lot of foods and it's in pickles for sure polysorbate 80 so you might know if you were allergic to this but my point being how many people have been tested for this allergy you know if you go on to open vares you take a look there are a lot of anaphylactic um, reactions to this vaccine and an anaphylaxis is a very very serious thing so okay so medical now the next part is administrative if you're in the process of separating or retiring. And then we have religious. Now, let me tell you a little bit something about the religious exemption because I've been through the ringer with this this week. The process is horrendous. Okay, I'm gonna try to run you through this. 
you have to submit a memo to your commander. Now, this is a memo that they give you a template for, and I'm going to get back to that later. And then within three days, you have to meet with the chaplain who interviews you to assess your beliefs and then provides a memo to your commander, basically letting them know that they had this discussion with you and whether or not your belief is truly held or not. Okay? Then you have to be counseled by a medical professional in the military about the risk of not being vaccinated. Then your commander decides to approve or disapprove your exemption. Then it is reviewed by the office of the staff judge advocate who either approves or disapproves it. If it is disapproved, the soldier has a right to an appeal. Obviously, if this appeal, um, if, if, if the he or she loses the appeal process, the commander is notified and they're issued a GOMAR. I believe I'm saying that correct. It's basically a reprimand of misconduct that does not warrant court-martial. So basically, like, this isn't a court-martial, but here's your reprimand. You didn't, you declined to get the vaccine. Apparently, from what I've read, um, this Gomar, Gomer, um, is known as a, the kill of death, um, the kiss of death, I'm sorry, the kiss of death in a soldier's file. It can lead to dishonorable discharge and loss of all military benefits. Now, am I saying that's going to happen in every case? No, but that is, that is something that can happen with this. Um, and it, th this threat of this Gomar, Gomer um, is written right into the counseling statement that is issued to each and every service member who did not present their vaccine papers. If you did not present your vaccine papers to your commander, you are counseled and told that you have declined the shot. Even if you're not declining the shot, you're applying for a medical or administrative or religious exemption. You are told that you're declining the shot and you are given three days to get an exemption or it will go forward for this go more. Now, active army were given a deadline of December 15th to get the shot and New York Army National Guard were given to, until June of next year. But here's what really shocked me. Let me, I want to read this to you. I, I want you to fully understand how severe this is. I told you about the counseling statement and the serious things that it says. But in the template that you're supposed to use to submit your religious exemption, number three states, I understand immunizations required by AR 40-562 and other legal directive or other illegal directive may be given involuntarily, except with an approved religious exemption, accommodation, or an exemption. So let me just rephrase that for you. I understand that immunizations required by AR 40-562, that's the Army regulation, or other legal directive may be given involuntarily. I also understand that when a GCMCA or a delegated representative determines that conditions of imminent threat exist, I may involuntarily I may be involuntarily immune, immunized per AR 600-20 paragraph 5-4. This states that if your religious exemption is not approved or any other type of exemption, you can be involuntarily vaccinated. And what I see this as, is I see this as a setting up. I've, I've heard from 
from some people further up that they are not accepting, they're not approving religious exemptions. People are submitting them. They are not approving them, even if it's a genuinely, genuinely held belief, which is not only unconstitutional, but against um, military regulations that state that, you know, you cannot be discriminated upon religiously. But when people are denied this religious exemption, they have now signed an agreement that they understand they are now going to be involuntarily vaccinated. This is why you need to read before you submit things. I encourage every military person out there to write in this, in this number three that they understand that there is a directive for this, but that they do not, they do not agree to be forcefully max vaccinated. Now, I am hopeful this week, some Republicans, well, semi-hopeful, hopeful, because you know how it goes. But this week, some Republicans issued a bill, um, and now they're trying to sneak a pair, you know, a paragraph or whatever into the, the budget being voted upon. But basically, it states that any military that is involuntarily separated, uh, any, any serviceman or woman who is involuntarily separated from the military for refusing the vaccine cannot be dishonorably discharged. Now, I read some of what um, some of the Republicans were saying about this. I believe Ted Cruz is involved as well. Um, he's a Republican, but you know what I mean. Um, and they are correct in stating that, you know, an, an, an involuntary separation, a dishonorable discharge uh, is reserved for people who um, broke the law, who have felonies, who murdered, who who were treasonous, and to equate someone who does not want to put something in their body to those things is absolutely ridiculous and not a way to honor the men and women who have served us. So it all comes down to this. The military are being treated horribly. Not that that's very different from before, but this is just on a new scope, a new, a new level. <sighs> Nurses are being fired while the governor of New York is stating is uh, threatening that she will bring in foreign workers to fill the gap left by unvaccinated staff leaving. Now, I'm sure you've heard about our borders being overrun with by illegal immigrants, but I'm not sure you heard our press secretary this week state that they are only tested if they are symptomatic. Now, this is how it should have been the whole pandemic. No one should have ever been tested if they weren't symptomatic. But the fact that Illegal aliens coming across the border do not have to be tested unless they are symptomatic is absolutely ridiculous. And it's, it's a slap in the face to every person who's had to be tested weekly at healthcare or teachers or whatever it may be. It's gotten so bad with this federal mandate that there are states that are, are, are discussing seceding from the U.S. due to um, they're not wanting to comply with these federal mandates. And I always kind of laughed when people said that like it would never happen like you'd lose your federal your you would lose your your federal army you would lose um your federal funding but i don't know i feel as if this may really happen it's not just texas there are other states that are starting they're going to do that are stating they're going to do it and and uh, you know i get it because also this week we had our president deciding to quote unquote equally distribute the monoclonal antibodies uh basically withholding them from red states, not giving them as much to red states like Florida, um, which Florida was having great success with them and actually using them on like some other states and hospitals. And he's going to withhold them and not give them to as 
not give them as many. Now, Governor DeSantos has preempted this. He is working on making his own deal to get his own monoclonal antibodies. But the fact that you would withhold it from anyone just goes to prove that this was never about health. Never. It's just honestly beyond anything I could ever imagine. It's this dystopian uh, dystopian world um, that we never would have believed was possible, probably even just a year ago. But again, here we are. And as I sign off this week, I just want to again remind you that all of these things that we discuss, all of these things that I talk about every week, they mean nothing. This is not a battle uh, of flesh and blood, but clearly there's a spiritual war going on here. And none of it means anything. Um, If you do not know God, if you do not truly know and seek God, I saw a great meme this week, and I, I really need to get it tattooed on my forearm. I'm going to read it to you. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It made me pretty happy. Uh, or it, it convicted me is the words I should use. It says, one of the most dangerous things a Christian can do right now is neglect Bible reading. Thousands of voices are attempting to convince you how to think. Be certain you are being shaped. More scripture less social media, more Bible, less books, more prayer, less bog posts. Now, I'm not saying don't tune into my podcast, and I'm not saying not to inform yourself, but make sure you have a balance of it, a healthy balance, because I I know for sure that that's something that I struggle with, a balance between staying informed and not losing my mind because there's so much going on, a balance between... um, making sure that uh, I am not getting wrapped up or fearful or worrying about the things that are happening and having the peace of God, which could only come from seeking Him and reading reading the Word and praying. But I encourage you to, to check yourself, to check yourself for that healthy balance. Have someone that you're accountable to that, that'll, because uh, I know I have this, will say, hey, you're, you're going too far. You're going too far. Come back. Come back. Get back to basics. Get in the Word. Get in prayer. Also, Uh, Don't forget to check out all of our amazing content on the bmgnetwork.com. I promise you won't regret it. Uh, There's really some some fantastic stuff on there. And I state that because I listen and I read it every week. And while you're there, you can also check out my previous podcasts and set a bookmark so that you remember to join me next Friday on Set Apart with Casey, only on the BMG Network. Set Apart with KC was produced, edited, and recorded in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of Set Apart with KC, go to thebmgnetwork.com. Join me next time on Set Apart with KC, only on the BMG Network. <laughs>